Welcome to installment 297 of Sefer Mitzvahs from the Rambam. Today's portion contains one commandment, prohibition number 239, that a person who has lent money to another is not allowed to take collateral himself from the borrower. Rather, he must go to the Jewish court and have them take the collateral to ensure repayment of the loan. A concept often used in business transactions is that of a mashkin, security for a loan. Let's say Reuven has loaned money to Shimon for a 30-day period, for example, $100. At the end of the 30-day period, Reuven asks Shimon for the money. Should Shimon have no money, what Reuven would like is some security to guarantee that Shimon will eventually pay the money back. Therefore, he would like to take a valuable object and hold it in his possession until the loan is repaid. The law is that Reuven is prohibited from doing so on his own. He is not allowed to go into the person's house or in any way forcibly take such an object or even ask Shimon for such an object on his own accord. And the Mishnah derives the source of this law and gives us some details about when he is allowed to ask for such a security. This law is discussed in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 24, beginning with verse 10, which states, You shall not enter his house, meaning the borrower's house, in order to take security for the loan. As the Mishnah says clearly, that a person who lends another money is only allowed to take security under certain conditions. First of all, it must be with the permission of Bezdin. He must petition the Jewish court for permission to take security for the loan. And even afterwards, he himself should not go, as the Rambam clarifies in his legal code that the Jewish court sends a messenger in order to take this, to take this security. And even this messenger is not allowed to enter the house, as the following verse says, that he should stand outside the house and wait for the borrower to take this object, which is going to be offered for security, and bring it out to the messenger, the representative of the Jewish court, and give it to him. The Rambam then goes into a technical discussion about the category of this particular uh, prohibition and whether one gets lashes for it or not. As we have mentioned on other occasions, in general, a prohibition of the, bi of the, the Torah prohibition carries with it the penalty of lashes. However, there are a number of exceptions to this rule, and one of them is a prohibition which has a remedial positive commandment associated with it, known in Hebrew as a lav shenitak essay. And this verse, this prohibition that Rambam tells us, is one of these prohibitions that in the in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 24, verse 13, there is a positive commandment, that if one has wrongfully grabbed a security from a person who has borrowed money, he has a positive commandment of returning the security to the borrower, to the original owner of the security. This we will discuss, God willing, in tomorrow's commandment, as this is positive commandment number 199. In any case, we see that this prohibition has a remedial positive commandment associated with it.
and as the Talmud explains in Makkas. And therefore, after violating the prohibition, one does not still does not get lashes. Rather, he must immediately fulfill the positive aspect of the commandment by returning the security to this owner. However, let's say that he has not returned it and he is no longer able to fulfill the positive commandment. For example, the security has been lost or spent or sold and one is unable to return it. In that case, the Rambam concludes that he will get lashes and furthermore must also pay back the value of the security which he has taken, as explained at the end of the tractate Makes. The details of this law in general about the prohibition of taking security is explained in the ninth chapter of the tractate Baba Metziah. We see from this commandment that even when someone owes you money and the person does not pay back in the time which has previously been prescribed, nevertheless one is forbidden from causing him embarrassment and anguish by entering his house or anyway, in any way forcibly taking an object from his possession, even though rightfully, legally, he owes you the money, and the Bezdin, the Jewish court, will perhaps give you the right to take such an object as security. Nevertheless, you yourself cannot do it, for fear of causing anguish to such a person. Even more so, we see stories in the Talmud which indicate the importance of sparing a person's feelings not only when they have harmed you, but even when you're giving them charity, that one must be extremely sensitive to their feelings. In the tractate Ksubis, the story is told of, of Mar-Ukva and his wife. Mar-Ukva was always very, very careful to give charity to people, and even more so was careful not to embarrass them by having to face the person who was giving them the charity. Therefore, after his day of study, Mar-Ukva would go to the houses of various poor people and throw money underneath the door, and then would quickly run away so that they would never come to face with the person who was giving them the charity. One day, Mar-Ukva was very late to return after his day of studies, and his wife went to the base medrash, the house of study, to see why he was so late. It turned out that Mar-Ukva had not yet distributed his daily charity, and therefore him and his wife went on the rounds to, to throw the money underneath the various doors. When they came to one house, there had been a person, a poor man, who had been very curious as to who had been giving them th this money daily. Therefore, when he saw the money coming under the door, he quickly ran to see who it was that was giving him the money. When Mar-Ukva and his wife saw that the person was coming to look, they quickly ran away but had nowhere to hide. However, the only place which was possible to conceal their presence was a large oven, and they quickly jumped inside the oven which was burning hot. When they got inside the oven, Marzutra's feet started to burn since the floor of the oven was extremely hot. His wife said, however, my feet are not hot, therefore you can rest your feet on mine since mine are not burned. And the Talmud there explains why a miracle was done for Mar-Ukva's wife rather than Mar-Ukva. Although he gave charity, and he gave charity in a generous way, and did it not to, in a way so as not to embarrass people, nevertheless he did not give it in its finished form. It was incomplete, so to speak, since the person had to then take the money and purchase food or other usable items with this charity money. However, his wife would not only give charity, 
she would take the money and with her own work would make it into food to put it into a usable form that the person could utilize it right away in this way her charity was superior to that of her husband's and therefore a miracle was done for her and she did not burn even in this burning hot oven from here our sages learn out that better that a person should throw himself into an oven rather than embarrass another un, rather than embarrass another person as we see that Marukva and his wife both jumped into the oven to prevent even the slight degree of embarrassment that the poor person who had been receiving their charity should even know who it was he was receiving the charity from and all the more so that a person who owes you money and does not even have money to pay you back. And as we learned in Prohibition 234, that you are prohibited even to ask him for the money if you know he does not have what to pay you back, and prohibited even to show your face to him, and thereby cause him pain and anguish that he does not have what to pay you back, all the more so, you are prohibited from sh causing him anguish and going into his house and taking security for your loan, knowing that the person does not have money with which to take with, with which to pay you back, and one is prohibited from causing any anguish to him in any form.